Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, last night on the Rugby League Guru Podcast listeners' Facebook page, had a really interesting post from Gus Wood. It is, of course, coming back to our argument about the NRL draft system that we could potentially bring in. And as you guys all know, I've always been reasonably negative on this. I personally don't think it would work. And uh, I think Gus brought up some good points. But I also think that, um, Gus, in this situation, a lot of us, we fall into this idea that a draft is going to be fantastic. It's going to change everything. You're going to have all these success stories. I mean, it's not really the reality of the draft system, though. And I know uh, Gus, obviously, he mentions the AFL. and I don't follow the AFL at all, so I can't really comment on that. But I know that the NFL that I follow very closely, I mean, we spend all this time looking forward to the draft. It's a great day. It's fantastic. It's awesome. But then you get, you know, the same sort of clubs year after year that are sort of hanging around the top of this draft pile. You get these kids that are meant to be all-time stars, these entire franchises they throw away seasons to try and get these kids they bring them in and they bring them into dysfunctional systems and it doesn't work yeah the a draft doesn't mean that the best players go to the worst teams and then the worst teams becomes the best teams it's not as easy as that there's so much more that goes into this this isn't this isn't every day at school at lunchtime where you pick your teams and the guy that finished the team that finished last Yesterday gets to pick the best player and he's already the best player. He's going to come in and make impact. You're picking 18, 19-year-olds who are coming out of schoolboy footy who have still got so much more development in them, who still need to be nurtured, who still need to be taken care of. I I, I just don't think people think through the actual day-to-day outcome of what a draft provides you with. And look, I think Gus brought up some good points. I'm just going to read his entire comment. I know that currently in rugby league, there is a big gap between the best teams and the worst teams. One thing that I believe would reduce the gap is a rookie draft, just like how they do it in the AFL. Now, a rookie draft system would take five to 10 years to move to, but let me give an example of how the draft evens the playing field. In 2020, Sam Walker came out of year 12 and moved to the Sydney Roosters, the reigning back-to-back premiers. If there was a draft that year, he would go number one pick, and instead of going to the best team, he would have gone to the team that finished last in 2019 the Gold Coast Titans. The Titans would be set with a top halfback for 10 to 15 years. 
but currently the system is set up where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. That's why Melbourne and the Roosters have been in most grand finals this century. Okay, now Gus, he makes a good point at the end. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Yes, 100%. But you know what? Like, the well-managed teams, they get better managed. They come out on top consistently. I... I can't. I think we're sort of glazing over a number of issues here and trying to say that it's just to do with the players and where they go and where they start. And let's take Sam Walker, for example. Now, and I replied to this comment. Some of you would have read it on the page. Let's look at Sam Walker, who, yes, is going to be a superstar, no doubt about it. Now, Gus said, look, oh, if he would have arrived at the Titans, the Titans have a halfback for 10, 15 years. It's sorted. It's done. I mean, it's very easy to say that, but it's so far from the reality of, of the situation. This is as respectful as I can be to Gus because I know he's a long-time listener and a champion bloke as well. But, I mean, I remember in 2008, Jordan Rankin, yeah? He'd come through Queensland Cup up there. Queensland schoolboy footy was unbelievable, was an unreal talent, looked destined to do sensational things. He debuted when he was 16 years old, yeah? You watch this kid playing junior footy, and I know that we didn't have the same sort of highlights packages on YouTube and whatnot that we do now, so we got to see so much of Sam Walker Jordan Rankin was on the same level. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. I remember watching Jordan Rankin play up there in Queensland schoolboy footy. He was unreal. He went into this Gold Coast Titans system, a very fresh system, and they made the decision, hey, let's debut this kid at 16 years old. 16 years old. It's ridiculous. Do you know how Jordan Rankin's career played out? He was in the English Super League by the time he was 21. He's now returned and he's a reserve grade winger. I'm not even sure if he's at... Parramatta or the West Tigers, I can't even remember. And he's playing on the wing mostly, plays a little bit in the halves, but you would have said to me, if we had this conversation in 2008, a lot of people would have said, and I would have said as well, oh, okay, they're going to have a 15-year halfback here because Jordan Rankin's unreal. Now, I remember a few years later, a team like the Gold Coast Titans, and I'm not picking on the Titans, I'm just using them as an example, they got Ash Taylor. Now, if you would have watched Ash Taylor come through the junior system's as along with how you've watched Sam Walker, I mean, Ash Taylor was in the exact same boat. He was going to be a superstar. Brisbane were filthy to lose this kid. This is why the Titans paid him so much money. It's because he had this sort of ability. I think people forget how good Ash Taylor was when they signed him. How's Ash Taylor gone? I mean, has Ash Taylor ever lived up to half the potential we thought that he possibly could? No, and I think it has something to do with the system. If Ash Taylor would have landed in the Sydney Roosters system when he was 17, 18, if he would have moved the Broncos to the Roosters, I'm sorry, but Ash Taylor's a completely different footballer. He's probably playing origin. He's potentially a kangaroo. A lot of it comes down to the system you land in, and just because a player is good, it doesn't mean they're going to walk into a system and be sensational. You think about his life would be like Sam Walker if he was in the Gold Coast system right now. Yeah, he would be working with Jamal Fogarty. He'd be working with Ash Taylor each day. Uh, who can, I mean, Mal Meninga's there. That's good. Um, who else is he learning from? He's got the rookie coach. He's got the rookie fullback. He doesn't have a first-grade hooker. Um, yes. Okay, let's look at the Roosters system. Sam Walker. Who's he learning from? Luke Keary, Cooper Cronk. I mean, those two guys alone, one of those guys alone, there is more experience in one of those guys as a half than what you have in the entire Gold Coast Titans system. Let's not pretend that the system you land in doesn't matter. Yeah, the system you land in is crucial. You will be a different player depending on which system you start in. And I think it is a really unfair thing to say that, oh, well, if we had a draft, it'd all be sorted, it'd all be sweet. With the Titans, they got Sam Walker 15 years, they're set. 
Sam Walker at the Gold Coast Tides is going to be a completely different footballer to Sam Walker at the Sydney Roosters. I don't think this whole draft idea, this Walt Disney draft, everything's going to be sunshine and lollipops. I don't think it works like that. I really don't. And then the thing I look at is, okay, if we do have a draft... We have a draft that every year these juniors come through, they get to this system. You know, let, let's say right now the system stays the way it is where you've got the SG ball and the Harold Mats in New South Wales. You've got, I, I, I don't even know what they do in Queensland, to be honest with you. It's a completely different system to what we have here. You also have this schoolboy competition. I know that a lot of, you know, the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Sydney Roosters, all their under-contract kids, the Rabbitohs are sending theirs mostly to Newington. All of the um, all of the Rooster boys are sending theirs to Waverley College. These are all rugby union schools. I mean, it is a it is a little bit chaotic. You look at when I was a kid, all the Gun South Sydney players, all the Gun Roosters players, they were sent to Matto Sports. None of them are sent there anymore. None of them are at Matraville Sports anymore. The whole system has completely changed. For the NRL to make this work, there would have to be a set structure that leads to the NRL and leads to draft day. And as Gus said in his thing, hey, oh, you know what? It would take 10 years. And that's all good and well to say. I mean, you, you know what I think about when I think about how long things are going to take in rugby league and if we're going to have the patience to do it. I remember a year ago, we came down, from, we came back from a pandemic. We were the first sport in the world to be playing, essentially. And um, we brought in these new rules. For the first few weeks of those new rules, how exciting it was. Do you remember how much we loved those new rules? We thought it was the best season ever. It was unreal. Then, then the players and the coaches had a preseason. Yeah, and shock me. The best systems, they became a lot better under these new rules once they had time to work out how to take advantage of these rules and how to exploit them. And shock me, the poor managed teams, they got worse in this game. And then we get to this year and there's blowouts. And we all say, oh, these rules are shit. We need to change them. These are crap. I'm sorry, a year ago, this was the most exciting football you've ever seen. Now that there's blowouts, because it's going to take a transition period, we don't want to sit through that and wait for it because we know that when we get two good teams, two equally matched teams in the modern game, it is exciting footy. It is fantastic. But when we're getting blowouts all the time, we don't want these rules. Now, these rules were the best thing that happened to rugby league a year ago. I remember all the excitement. I remember as we led up to the return of that season, I said, these are going to be mad. These are going to be sensational. This is going to be the most entertaining sort of footy we've seen since the 1990s. And it was bang on. We all loved it last season. It was sensational. Very, very minimal complaints about the new rules once we got into it. You had a couple of old heads that went with the touch football bullshit. Then we got to this season. Teams had a preseason. Teams had a full preseason to get them ready for this competition, to get ready for these new rules. Shock me. The Melbourne Storm. They just lost the greatest player to ever play our game, in my opinion, Cameron Smith. They then lost their fullback. They then lost their other hooker, who, in my opinion, is the best hooker in the game. They've got Cameron Munster, who's a shell of himself right now. They've lost, what, two games all season? The well-coached sides, the well-managed sides, and we're all upset about it. Penrith Panthers, they lost, what, two, two, three games last year? They've now lost, what, two or three games this year because all their players went to play New South Wales who were in a whitewash. Well-managed systems, they do well. The teams that are struggling are struggling even more. No one can compete with these top teams because they're well-managed. We want change. I'm sorry, I don't understand how we would be expected to go through two years of absolute anarchy in junior football, absolute anarchy in this draft system, and for us to be happy with it. I just can't see it happening. I don't think we're a patient enough game. We don't look long enough down into the future. And I'm sorry, we don't manage things well enough. There's not a hope in hell the NRL would get this whole right system, this this system right. Let's be honest here. 
let's be honest, if they had to restructure the entire junior football, that means they have to go into schools. They have to change everything there. They have to go into club football. They have to change everything. They have to take numerous titles off hundreds and thousands of people that have done a fantastic job in junior rugby league for a long time. And here we are. We already are struggling to get kids to play for, to play rugby league. And, you know, you can scoff at that. You can say rugby league's fine. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm on the ground. I'm coaching every week. I'm at those games every week. And I can only talk about South Sydney, but there's no one playing rugby league down here. You walk over to, to, to the soccer fields across the road, they're packed. You go around to every park in Sydney, there are AFL posts that are that are replacing NRL posts. It is just the reality of the situation. We can stick our, our, hand in the, our head in the sand as much as we want. It's happening. And I'm not sure if we're in a position to release where we are right now to go through 10 10 years of trying to get something right when we more than likely won't, let's be perfectly honest here. And then if I'm Penrith, Parramatta, the Brisbane Broncos, I'm going, well, fuck this. I've put millions of dollars and millions of hours of time into making sure the junior system is right in our area and we get to keep probably 50% of the kids. A lot of them get poached. A lot of them will get taken. That's the reality of the situation. And, and they'll get poached by teams that are not putting any money into their junior system, i.e. the Sydney Roosters. They've got how many teams right now? They've got Bondi United. I think St. Charles has folded now. They've got the Clovelly Crocodiles. They've got the Paddington Colts who have essentially gone through and ruined every comp in South Sydney they possibly can. That's three teams the Sydney Roosters have. I mean, you look at the Penrith Panthers, you look at the Cronulla system, you look at the St. George system, hundreds and hundreds of teams down there. Are you still expecting these clubs to put in the same amount of effort if it comes down to just pot luck, whether they get their players or not? I think it's crazy. And now here we are. Also, we go, oh, yeah, but in the NFL, you know, it works. Guys move here, they move there. It's exciting. That's fine. But you think about the money these NFL players are getting paid. Think about the money they're getting paid. You're going to take a 17, 18-year-old from Sydney and go, hey, you've just been drafted to North Queensland. Here's 80K. Good luck. Walking into a dysfunctional system somewhere else as far away from your family as you can possibly go and you're not really getting compensated. Your mates that are tradies are doing a lot better than you right now. I, I, I think there are so many negatives to this draft that people don't think through constantly. I think it's crazy. And that that whole money thing was, was brought up by Nick, uh, another one of our followers on this page, that I think was... Just absolutely spot on. I think there's so many factors that we don't consider when we're tossing up this whole idea of a draft. I think we love the idea of it. We love the day. We think it's amazing. But, I mean, the reality of the situation is this is going to take a decade to sort out. Our game doesn't have the patience. We've had 14 weeks with a heap of blowouts, and we want to change the rules after it was the best thing to ever happen last year. We don't have the patience. Let's be perfectly honest here. It's obviously going to take time to transition to a new game with new rules. It's going to take coaches a while to work it out. It's going to take the best coaches not long, which it has. It's going to take the average coaches a long time to work out, which it is. I'm sorry, is anyone surprised by that? Is anyone surprised that the best managers, the best coaches, they worked out how to take advantage of the new rules really quickly? I mean, please. And we want to change these rules quickly. We want to go back to how it was when all I ever heard was complaints about wrestle and how boring rugby league is. Oh, wrestle, 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 block play, block play, kick. That's all rugby league was. That was the complaints then. Now we're seeing tries left, right, and center. We're seeing superstars dominate the game. Yes, there are blowouts. I understand that. But, I mean, surely we've got to start looking at the teams that are scoring zero every week and conceding 40 and saying, why aren't you guys better? When are you going to start improving? When are you going to start to catch up to these other teams? I mean... 
Yes, you can do your draft all you want. That's fine. Let's say best case scenario, Sam Walker goes to the Titans. He wins the Dally M in the first two years. He's unbelievable. It's never going to happen. But let's say he does. He absolutely brains it. It's a perfect narrative. The Titans don't do what the Titans do and shit the bed here and there. And this club with no experienced halves in their system, with no one really in their coaching staff, like a Cooper Cronk or a Luke Keary, gets the very best out of Sam Walker. The hottest property, living on the Gold Coast, the bright lights up there. The constant team that has never been overly successful, let's say Sam Walker brains it by some form of miracle. What are you going to do in two or three years after that when the Roosters go, oh, we need a seven? This kid's pretty good. We'll just take him. We'll just offer him more money. What, what, what are you going to do then? What's going to happen then? Is Sam Walker going to, going to look at the NRL and go, okay, good start at the Gold Coast where I've done really well. I've been incredibly successful. I haven't won anything. Well, I've played a little bit of finals footy, or I could go to the Roosters, who are winning a premiership every four or five years, who other players are going to take less money to go there and play with. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I mean, you haven't really solved your issue. You've solved your issue for a year or two. And you know what's going to happen? The Titans are going to be shitty once again because they fall in love with this kid. They feel like they put all this work into him. It was potluck they got him. But they put all this work into getting this kid. And then he's going to go to one of the successful clubs because he wants to play for one of the successful coaches. He wants to play for one of the good managed systems. And then what do the Titans do? Oh, fuck, okay. What are we going to do now? Now we need a seven. Oh, there's Johnny Smith who's coming through the Keeper Park system. He looks like the best new seven. We might just tank this year. All of a sudden, you've got a competition now where guys are tanking to try and get bottom spot. And you can tell me it doesn't happen. It does. Watch the NFL. It happens all the time. All of a sudden, the only way out that these teams have is to try and get these young kids to come to their system, and hopefully they don't fuck it up. So what they do is they try and lose games in in the back end of their season to come last. Do you want a comp that's got teams that are tanking? I I don't know. I mean, there's there are on paper there are a lot of negatives, but there are a lot of positives to a draft. I mean, it's a fantastic day for us. I'd love nothing more than draft day. Fire the barbecue up, have a heap of beers with your mates. It'd be sensational. But then there are a lot of negatives that on paper I think people just completely overlook. It'll be 10 years of absolute turmoil where we're going to lose more and more stars to other sports. Oh, I think we seriously need to think this through before we jump around and say, oh, this is such, it, it, it's bulletproof. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be great. The, the team's on the bottom. It's going to be even now. It's not. Teams are on the bottom because of their management. The teams that are on the bottom are there because they don't know how to NRL. That is the simple storyline behind this. You can say, oh, we don't have the same players as these other clubs because those players aren't choosing to go to your club because it's dysfunctional. It's crazy. This is what I've been talking about with the West Tigers for a couple of years now. I always get told I'm too much of an arsehole on the Tigers. I mean, look at all the player swaps and all the guys that have been signed for next year. Who have the West Tigers got? They've picked up two fellas from England. They've had their name in the hat for every single player that's been on the market for the last 18 months. They got... James Tarmer, who was unwanted by his team. They got Joe Offengawi, who was unwanted by his team. They got James Roberts, who was unwanted by his team. I mean, (laughs) I'm sorry, but... I mean, dysfunction, it breeds dysfunction. Teams are not doing well because their front office, their management, their coaches are dysfunctional. 
Why do you think an 18-year-old Sam Walker is going to walk into a system and change everything completely? Does the history of rugby league not show us that's not how it works? Does every, every single bit of history not show us in rugby league that this is not how it works? It is an idea that people build up in their heads that doesn't work. And I, I, I still want to be as respectful as I can be to Gus, but it, it is rugby league and, you know, we're, we're all going to disagree and stuff. And people will, will listen to this and think that I'm, I'm just being a negative, complete nutter moron. And that's completely fine because that's your opinion. And I've got mine as well. That's completely fine. But this whole draft system, I think that we really need to think it through a little bit more and think about the reality of the situation. Kids can be as good as they want as 18. They're going to be better if they're in a good system. They're not going to be as good if they're not in a good system. And just using the Titans as an example, I'm not diving too heavily into a heap of other teams, but just using the Titans, I look at Jordan Rankin, who is going to be the next big thing. And you can say to me, oh, he was never at Sam Walker's level. Yes, he was. He definitely was. We were obsessed with Jordan Rankin when he first came in. He played first grade when he was 16, and a lot of people went, oh, he's young, but you know what? He can probably handle it. He's bloody good. Had Ash Taylor. He was on the, on the Brisbane Broncos system. The Titans signed him, and everyone went, oh, this is the guy. This is the guy. I mean, you can tell me now why Ash Taylor was shit. It was never going to work. I mean, good eyes in rugby league rated Ash Taylor extremely high. It was like 2015. Matthew Johns thought that Ash Taylor would win the Daly M. He has got this high-end potential. I speak to guys who played against Ash Taylor when he was a teenager and in this schoolboys competition. He was a first-grade half when he was 15. It was ridiculous. It was repeat sets. It was 40-20s. He was just smarter and better than everyone else that was playing rugby league at that point. He didn't fall into a good system. It is the reality of rugby league. I'm sorry. We've got to open our eyes and start to realize that this is how it works. Guys are only going to be as good as the system they walk into, as the guys they're surrounded by. You're not going to get an 18, 19-year-old who's going to come into first grade and turn a system around. It's not how it works. I had another person send me a message, you know, because they obviously knew this was going to be my argument. They said, well, will Benji turn around the Tigers? Did he? They won a premiership in 05, but I'm sorry, Scott Prince was the guy driving the ship there. Scott Prince was the captain. He did all the kicks. He was he was the voice behind the grandstand. Like, just, uh, it seems crazy to me. I just, I don't, I don't understand why people think that these young guys are going to come into systems. They're going to turn it around in an instant and everyone, everything's going to be happy. Everyone's going to be smiling. We're going to be lifting trophies every few years. We're going to be making the top eight every year. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like that. I understand there's a divide for between the best teams and the worst teams. But, I mean, I'm sorry, good teams are going to be good. (laughs) Well-managed teams are going to go well. That's the way it works. There are cases of systems being turned around. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the Melbourne Storm, they how are they successful? You think about the situation they're in. How are they successful? Yeah, they're in Melbourne. It is a rugby league graveyard down there. But they've always put the right people in the right spots. And I don't think enough clubs are putting the right people in the right spots. And yes, it is near impossible to get the right people right now to come into the right spots. And clubs are always trying to predict who the next right person is. And it's really hard to find them. And I understand that. But I don't think the draft is your answer. I think there's so many negatives that come with this that uh, that we just focus on the positives. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being negative. As I said, just my opinion, but I really do think this NRL draft, it is real pie-in-the-sky sort of stuff that just makes no sense to me whatsoever. But 
I hope they do try it. I hope we do last for 10 years. I hope for that 10 years, though, that you all sit there quietly when it's a complete and utter shit fight and we're not getting many stars coming through because they're all going elsewhere. And your club has got a kid that is, uh, let's say the Newcastle Knights, they get the next Andrew Johns who plays for the Cessnock Goannas. He plays Harold Matz. He plays SG Ball. He's a Newcastle boy. Drafted to the Roosters, plays his career there. Because once he gets in the Roosters system, that kid is not going to leave. That next Andrew Johns won't leave. So if we're willing to make that sacrifice and we're not going to complain about it, we're not going to bitch and whine, which I find very hard to believe, then fine. Maybe your draft system can work. And if you can look in the eyes of all the 18-year-old kids who are going to be drafted next year and say to them, hey, we're going to move you away from your family, we're going to change everything, all the things you're used to, your normal life, we're going to move you to somewhere else in the country, you're going to get paid 80, 100K, yeah, I don't know, not too much. And you're going to have to move everything up there and you just have to cop it and you have to play your best football. I mean, look how many guys are getting homesick and, and turning back on contracts now. You can't do that anymore with the draft. That won't be a thing. It's yourself. It is going to be, it's going to be a wild time. And the other thing that's going to happen, and I know that someone mentioned, oh, you got to understand the draft is always moving. Guys, are, teams are swapping spots, blah, blah. Yeah, the smart teams will take advantage of the dysfunctional teams once again. There will be desperate and dysfunctional teams that the good teams will take advantage of. And this is what, you know, the Patriots and Belichick and Brady have done for so long. Once you get one of these superstars in your team, draft picks don't matter to you. Draft picks are irrelevant. It's the desperate teams that think draft picks turn their team around. You will see constantly the best teams trading their draft pick for players, for guys that have played two or three seasons that had a lot of potential, that haven't reached their potential in these other dysfunctional systems. And the Melbourne Storm will go, yep, sweet, we'll trade you a first-round pick next year. Come and come and give us that 23-year-old that we know you haven't got the best out of, but we know we can get the best out of. And it'll be the same narrative again. The Sydney Roosters will do the exact same thing. And these guys will want to go there. They will go there for less money because they want to be part of that good system. There will be some systems that will be turned around under the draft. There's no doubt about it. You will hit hit little nuggets of gold here and there. But I think the vast majority of it will be a lot of disappointment. A lot of these guys getting to 22, 23. Oh, well, he's not the superstar we thought he was. Oh, Ash Taylor's shit. Jordan Rankin's shit. What's Luke Brooks doing? He's shit. These guys are all superstars coming through. They were just as big superstars as Sam Walker when he was coming through. You just forget the narrative now because they haven't lived up to it because they were surrounded by dysfunction their entire career. Just my opinion, as I said, very happy to hear everyone else's opinions on this draft. But for me, I think it's a very, very Walt Disney sort of pie-in-the-sky narrative for me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.